You've tuned into the Belly on Podcast for the week of December 12th, 2021, at least for this time. This is episode 203. From that frosty, frigid city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of Santa's sleigh house in 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, here comes AJ and Chris, here comes AJ and Chris, right down podcast lane. Yeah, anyway, that's the last you'll hear me sing. On this show, we're going to have another gift guide. I think it's our fifth annual gift guide of ideas to consider to get that special someone something other than a gift card. How impersonal. Why don't you tune in? We got a couple ideas for you that you may not be aware of next on the Bellingham Podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like podcasting. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Oh, you know, it's been a heck of a week. We'll talk about that in a little while. Glad to be on the stick again. It's been a while. Whew, yeah, yeah, you know, they finally uh, unshackled me from the ball and chain around oh. my uh, ankle. But now I'm That's able good. to uh, use my baritone voice of the caramel nature, as you've put it in the past. Oh, how yes. about yourself? Uh, just like you, just, uh, recouping from the week that was, and, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about part of that later. Sure. But first we got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. Right. So, uh, I have a shout out actually. So I was, so I was, uh, I was with a friend and colleague and, uh, she was pointing out to me, yo, did you know that Washington state, the department of health now has a COVID status QR code? And I was like, say what because i thought mm -hmm. previously when i looked at it you there were some some insurances um you could get your data and have it if you go into certain venues yes. and stuff different places have require different things like if you're going on a plane going to certain venues etc you have to show your COVID status right and i was like no so she pulls it up and shows me how you can add it um you know uh, get a screenshot of this qr code and stuff and it's your document of the department of health here in washington and it, it, that way you don't have to carry that, that big card, horking card in your, your wallet. Interesting. So if people want to do it, there's a you know link in the show notes uh -huh. on our Substack at bellyampodcast.substack.com. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Brent because without her, I wouldn't know about it. Thanks to Brent for uh, a heads up on that. Uh, let's talk about the guy who I just uh, was spending a whole lot of time with assembling toys for the kitties, Santa. Hey, Santa. Where's uh, Santa nowadays around Whatcom County? Okay, so of course I have a little one. So you may have a little one too. And Santa- We have a niece, yes. Yeah. She's a cutie patootie. And yes, the niece, uh, you know, knows about Santa. Yeah, right. So Santa, you know, because of, you know, the pandemic and stuff, like in, especially last year, it was kind of hard to track down Santa. Yes. And so in our town, I have it on good authority- uh, known as the internet, <laughs> that Santa is going to make it to Whatcom County in the Bellingham area. Awesome. The two places that I have heard that he may park his sleigh uh, is going to be Jaeger Sporting Goods. Usually he likes to park it up on the roof, so you won't see his sleigh per se, but it'll be down in the toy land, down I, in the basement. Not many people know this, but on the roof of Jaeger's, there's actually a spray-painted little mm -hmm. uh, outline that yeah. is for Santa parking only. Yeah, instead of a, an H for helicopter pad, it's an S for sleigh. There you go. Uh, so Jaeger's, and uh, you can find all of that in our show notes. And then also I found out about this one, and I think this is where we might go visit Santa after he's done with uh, doing the Grand Tour of course a uh, bellwood uh bellwood farms um the fourth through the 19th hello uh the, he's going to be uh, stopping in over there so at the time uh, based on your audio and editing expertise uh for this to come out the week of december 12th right. you got about a week to go exactly and uh, how wonderfully coinciding with breaks 
uh, at in the K twelve school districts. Yep. Coming up. So yeah, Santa will be around. It'll be good that he's making an appearance in Whatcom County for all the kids. Yeah, which I'm I'm looking forward to. And like I said, those are the two that I could find. Um, I know Fairhaven has their Winterfest. Um, I don't. I didn't see him popping in there. And uh, I checked with Mount Baker, and at least at the time of this recording, he won't be on his snowmobile right. uh, up on, on the big, uh, on the big mountain. But, but uh, yeah. keep, keep the faith kids. As long as you've been a good boy and girl this year, uh, yes. Santa should be hooking you up with some wonderful toys. Heck yeah. Anyway, uh, we normally would have this spot in the show for advertisements for uh, a new sponsor. However, times are a little tough and yep. I think some companies are kind of, uh, they're not really pursuing us as much as we want. However, uh, those fine folks at megaphone and auto flipper, uh, you know, go that we mentioned in the previous episode, go check out area code 248-434-5508 to uh, learn more about those fine products. We don't have an advertisement this week, no. but uh, still give them a call to check things and out. Of, and of course, you can also find out more of the, the details on all of this at thenewshiny.org. Yes, thenewshiny.org. That's yeah. right. So let's get to the, 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 the main staple of this episode. This is our fifth gift guide and as we've done a half decade of ideas for your christmas holiday uh we pretty much have set the standard that so many around the world have adopted or followed our lead uh we're going for experiences versus things yeah however there are a couple things that you may not be aware of that we want to make mention of yeah and and for the most part uh a lot of what we're going to mention there's short of maybe two you can find them here locally in the 9822567. Yeah, I think I went for uh, a little bit more stuff you can buy online. And yes, I'm aware of shipping times and things like that, but uh, still check them out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. Tick. So, t- oh, tick. That's an old school. There you go. So, here, okay, so here's the thing. I like board games. I'm more of a classicist. You know, I love playing chess, checkers, Moncala, backgammon. These new fashion games, like, uh, I'm not saying like Dungeon and Dragon style, but like, you know, these tabletop games, I, li- I like the concept of them. Most of the time I find them complex, boring, because it, it's the Monopoly effect. I think they run too long. Well, there's one tabletop game that um, my brother and sister-in-law introduced me to and convinced me to take a different look at tabletop games. Um, you don't need to, if you're a fan of Clue, you know, the old school clue like, you know, Colonel Mustard killed the Lady Blanche in the conservatory. If you like that type of game crossed with, um, I don't know, like uh, Scotland Yard, if you're familiar with that type of game where it's a whodunit type of a thing. Um, check out Mysterium. Mysterium, not Mysteria. No, Mysterium. And basically what it is is that it's, it's, a, it's a group game. So you can have, we had, uh, I think, five players playing. You have one person who's the ghost. And the ghost actually has these cards. You play these cards out and the, the, you as a group have to figure out what the ghost is telling you who like, you know, killed the person in this Mysterium, in this hotel type of thing. Interesting. The game mechanics make the game go pretty fast. And at the very end, it's all, you work as a group leading up to the end. And then as an individual, you put in who you think did it. Okay. Um, it's really fun because the dynamic is you have solo play game group play. And then as the ghost, you're more of the strategic, like you have to figure out how, cause you can't say a word. You're a ghost. You're dead. Hmm. So you have to, when you play these cards and these, these cards, Chris are minimalist, obscure, like 
you'll have like this beautiful looking abstract looking forest in this key with Viking horns and a lightning bolt upside down. Like it looks like something out of a dark alchemy type of thing. Interesting. But it's those things where it points you towards, well, the lightning bolt is a tattoo on the, the person who killed the person's arm and, it's an interesting take of psychology. Okay. Um, so anyway, Mysterium, the hook here in, in here locally is you can find this game at, say, the Fairhaven uh, Toy Garden. Yes. Yeah, or um, maybe Dark Tower Games. Okay. And you have to forgive me, there's a new, or new to me, a board game shop up in Ferndale, but at the time of this recording, I can't remember the name of it. Is it available at Walmart? Oh, wait, we don't shop at Walmart. Uh, a question know. for you about Mysterium AJ. Yes. Uh, what would you estimate the age range could be f- to play this game? Um, I Solidly a teenager, teenager and up. Okay, um, sounds good. Not not a little. My five-year-old would, this is not approved for a five-year-old. A little bit over the little's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Sounds good. Well, uh, along the lines of stuff you can do on a tabletop, mm-hmm. um, back, in, back in my ute when I was a little shaver, I loved putting puzzles together because of the achievement of having that last piece that I go kathunk. Happened to stumble on the, uh, somewhere on the internets where there is a thing called a million dollar puzzle. What the heck are you talking about, Chris? Well, it turns out that there's a company that is, it's about 30 bucks online. And this is a 500 piece puzzle that eventually uh, when you complete it, it's a picture of a QR code. Yeah to a secret web page. Now, normally on the Bellingham podcast, being technologists, AJ and I don't usually recommend using your camera phone or phone a camera. Camera on your phone? F- really? Smartphone. I think yeah, use your Fuji film to point and shoot. Yeah, all right. The, the, your, your freaking mobile phone to scan a QR code because we don't know where they would take you. Right. However, this one, after putting together 500 pieces, you got a QR code. It, it, it has a code included in the box in which when you go to this website and enter your code, it is stated in the in the website, which we have a link to in the old stub sack, you will win anywhere from 25 cents to $1 million. So it's basically a puzzle version of a scratch ticket. Sure. Uh, the scratch ticket takes about four seconds to reveal. This okay. one takes all oh, minutes or hours, depending on how good a puzzle person you are. Anyway, the million dollar puzzle, I ordered one, huh. and I and and you know one of one member of my family who doesn't listen to this podcast on a regular basis, we got one for them too. So anyway, and so how much? So are you telling me you won a million bucks, Chris? Is this how you're announcing it? If I was going to announce that, <laughs> that would be in a show entirely itself. <laughs> Because that would mean I would unload a list of uh, re- responses I would like to give a certain amount of people yeah. uh, over this pocket. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we, it hasn't arrived yet. Oh, okay. But I'm hoping to get it before Christmas time. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> anyway, something to think about if you're a puzzle person. Uh, this might be a profitable one, depending, or it's a good time. Dude, that's that's cool. That's cool. I dig it. Tick. So if you go way back in the archives, matter of fact, if you go... To the first year we did this, Chris. Oh, you went back there, didn't you? I did. Oh, you went there. There is a even YouTube video because we have faces made for radio. Oh, bloody heck. And we did our first and only video gift guide. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But we didn't get a whole lot of response for a second one. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. So in it, I mentioned um, the Fuji Instax printer. It was the uh, SP1 at the time. It was a, it was a triangle woods. Yep. Uh, back you know back, back when it was where, there. Yes. Yep. Yep. So um, I mentioned this this uh, instant printer. If uh, a lot of the kids these days have the instant film cameras made by Fuji that use the small film, you know they're you know business card sized. 
Well, Fuji being a camera and film company, they make lots of different film stock. They still make 35 millimeter film and such. Well, there's a film stock that I have wanted to get my hands on uh, to use in that process that I described, you know, in my Patreon and in that video and stuff where, you know, I can take a professional photo, self-develop it on using the, the, the photo printer and such. And I've done that before, but the Instax film is, is small and I always wish they, they would just use their wide. They must have listened to you. Well, after five years, I got my wish. Fuji announced and released just about a couple weeks ago, the Fuji Instax wide photo printer. It is the printer I have been waiting literally five years for, Chris. Are you listening, AJ's wifey? AJ's been waiting for this for quite some time. Actually, thank you, mom and dad. Uh, my pops actually got it for me for an early Christmas present. Hey, AJ's pops, <laughs> way to be on the stick. So um, what it is, is if you're used to a like a Polaroid, it's not a square. It's actually a rectangle. So you can actually print landscapes or portraits. It's the proper ratio. Four by three, I think, is their, what they're using as the ratio. Um, but it's basically the size of like a uh, three by four or five by three by four card. Stop being technical. Just get to the highlights. We're not all as technical as you. Anyway, um, <laughs> it is still expensive to print. It's basically a dollar a print to get the film stock. But if you want to have, again, experiences is kind of our key thing. It, the, the, the printer is pretty pricey. It can be anywhere from about 150 to $200. But the thing is, and I, I, I've said this over the last five years, Chris, you know, get your pictures in frames or out of your phone or where, however you take them, get them out. You want to have analog get photos. Out. You know, um, that's the only way that your your memories, like it, it saddens me as a photographer to see camera rolls on uh, phones and people like, oh, I got to show you this one photo and it takes them nine years to pull up a photo yep. when I'm in their house. Houses, especially around the holiday season, should be filled with photos. There you go. This photographer says so. Absolutely. All right. Talk. Uh, talk. So I, I'm all about... Uh, the, <sighs> I have no idea, no way to set this up. There's a cool book out there. Okay, cool. Uh, it's called Sustainable Home. Okay. And uh, here's, this is this book is written by a YouTuber whom I follow of the minimalist genre. Uh, the title of the channel on the YouTube is simply by Christine. And Christine is down in the Bay Area, I believe, uh, the last time I uh, followed. But basically she is all about sustainability, minimalism, and, uh, you know, living a cleaner life, literally. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a great way to, as you are approaching a new year, uh, to uh, get some tips from someone who's in the know. And the link that I got on the Substack will not take you to that bookstore that first popped into your head. Nope. Uh, this one is for IndieBound.org. And if you were to uh, click on that and order it, hey, you'd be helping out. Oh, by the way, this YouTuber, uh, Simply by Christine, uh, actually her parents call her Christine. Uh, she actually has a, a business outside of her YouTube channel called Christine's cookies. Really? And if you go to, uh, the, the website, do a little digging, you know what it is. Uh, you know how to get there. Uh, she creates homemade great ingredient cookies. They sell for a premium. But what, uh, I was curious is there was a black sesame Oreo, set of cookies Ooh. yeah i mean there's some pretty interesting combinations of ingredients not just a book about a sustainable home but there's also some tasty treats uh if, if you're interested in that but that's an idea for uh taking care of yourself or someone uh who may want to be able to uh have a happier home dig it sustainable home christine Liu, and it looks like it's available at village books and, well yes absolutely as well it should be 
Uh, okay, so for me, my last one is um, I, this is just something that I'm gonna call a stocking stuffer. I've mentioned it already on on previous episodes. Um, cantonment uh, kerchiefs. Oh yeah. The I've mentioned them on the show for for a wide range of reasons, but the thing that I want to throw out is if you have somebody in your life that is into watches or automotive or you know if you have a if you have a gentleman in your life that you just want them to be a little bit more dapper. If you have an AJ in your life, or you can send yeah, it's, that's fine. I I have two sets of them. Um, take a look at Contomit uh Contomit Co. Um, you can either go to their website or they're available on Worn and Wound. Oh, click on the link in our stub sack. Sub stack, yeah, yeah, yeah. or our stub sack. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the substack. <laughs> um, but anyway, take a look at them. Uh, like I said, I've, I've kind of put them through their, their paces. And if you know, I, I really like what they're doing. I really do. My last, uh, talk idea for your Christmas holiday. We, ha- we couldn't have a show about gift giving without an experiential opportunity. And this is a date night. And when this is re- when this is released, you got a couple days in advance. Here's what I'm proposing. December 21st, on the fourth day before Christmas, you and your true love will go to see uh, having dinner at the New Mexico Tamale Company Mm. in Cordata Center, which is by that big Burlington uh, place. New New Mexico Tamale Company. How do you put it? Is the goods. Oh, they're the goods. My beautiful wife, who's a very discerning a uh, consumer of Mexican food loves lots of O's, loves this place. Oh, and uh, we, they, they're really cool. They actually, I was observing this for anyone who might be new to visiting their restaurant. They take the time and ask you questions about your dietary restrictions, right? Uh-huh. Your, your eating preferences of what you like, things like that. And they get you the curated thing that you might be enjoying. I'm just like, Food, and I point to it on the big screen and they deliver it to me. Anyway, New Mexico Tamale Company for dinner. Awesome. Then you amble over up on Bakerview uh, northbound, I believe, towards Fireside Martini Wine Bar. Uh, great location. We haven't mentioned them too much on the show, but it's a wonderfully, they got a fireplace, hence yep. Fireside. But they've got this thing called a boozy box. Tell me and, more. And here comes the preface. Uh, we always honor... Our listeners who are uh, the heroes among us who are going through recovery for various forms of addiction. However, if you are someone who would like to have a drink, the Boozy Box and uh, the link that we have to take you to their website, ingredients that you would probably provide the base alcohol of choice, but you have a lot of accessories to put in. So it's like herbs and bitters? And a, lot of, a lot of that. Accoutrement? Okay. Yes. Uh, and so you can get one of those or just simply have a beverage of choice. And then you're going to get off of Baker view and head down Meridian because you're going to be able to watch a fun holiday movie that many people thoroughly enjoy at the Mount Baker theater. They're actually showing the reason why I picked December 21st is the Mount Baker theater is showing elf (laughs) on the big main stage screen at uh, 7 p.m., I believe. Get the ticket online first. Yes. You know where to go. Uh, just go to Mount Baker Theater's website and go for it. So that's an evening of fun pre-Christmas. I think it's an experience that uh, y'all will remember. And like, hey, remember what we did last Christmas? We went to go have a tamale and have a drink and go watch Will Ferrell be a dork. Hey, let's do something like that again uh, this ne- next year. Is December 21st a Saturday? I don't know. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Stop asking me all these questions. Well, if they're doing just... that, and they, oh, simmer down. So if they're doing that and they're going uh, down to Cordata and all this stuff, they might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Of course. Was. And on December 21st, KMRE is also 
broadcasting all over the internet on KMRE.org. Yeah, I, I, I forget what day, uh, December 21st is. Well, let's do the math. Sunday, 12, 19, 2021. Let's say a Tuesday. Hut, hut. Okay, so. Uh, very good. So, so next up, rad or sad? Let's keep this trend going. Hit it. Okay, so Chris Powell, rad or sad? Digital and or mobile based ID cards. Oh, boy. Um, kind of like what you talked about with uh, earlier uh, with the WA Verify. Yeah. Okay. That kind of thing. Or ID cards in general. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Thanks to Bren for the heads up about uh, you know the tips she gave you about you know why verify blah blah blah. Uh, to have something on my phone that is of an identification or an app that I would need to install, I got no clue as far as what that company is doing to track me. Mm-hmm. I mean, our mobile phones are already low jacks to begin with. However, if I'm going to be required in order to go to uh, Lafines, for example, to get my tasty donuts. <laughs> and they say, you must have this uh, app installed and the barcode will be the only way you can get in. I'm going to use another device of a burner nature mm. or of a non-cellular nature that I'm going to have that app installed that has no connection to me or my Apple ID or my Google ID or my other ID or my blood type or my next of kin. Yeah, EIO. And I'm just going to have that as a dummy burner thing that I could go, here, I want a donut. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say sad. Okay. Eventually, as I got around to okay. it. AJ, <laughs> rad or sad? Um, so I think it's rad. And here's why. Why? So here's why. Uh, one, in the case of like DOH, uh, it's not an app. It's just a barcode. So like you just, it's a, it's a QR code. Um, I don't have a beef with that. Um, it'd be no different than if I took my stuff and QR coded. The other aspect of this is... Um, at the time of this recording, Apple has announced that the like five states that we could get our driver's license yeah. on our phone. Yay. Yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. So it, it brings me up to this notion of like, uh, I like the idea of, of digital ID cards and a lot of, and I know that there's a lot in the OSINT community that are just like, you know, handing over my phone to law enforcement and what they would have. There's methods to lock out things so that only your ID is the only thing that's present. Okay. Um, I'm not too worried about that. I like the fact that, you know, for instances of like, um, you leave the house and you forget your wallet. Now, if you get caught driving, you know, without a valid form of ID, you have a valid form of ID or your insurance, God forbid you get into an accident, you know, your car is crushed and you're looking for your, you know, uh, uh, documents, not for your insurance. That's not where I'm going with this, but let's say somebody finds you. The medical ID has been baked into a lot of our our devices. So if somebody finds you, they know how to contact, uh, who's your emergency contact, your blood type before you get carted off. There's a lot of value add that I see in this as well as the, you know, the scary bits. Fair enough. All right. I believe we have a, uh, Consensus on a rat or sad. Next, AJ. <laughs> yes. AJ Barsay. Yes, sir. Geek at large, professional photographer extraordinaire. Rad or oh, wow. sad? LinkedIn post updates that are in a Facebookian non-business uh, manner. So these are these are so okay. So I'm on LinkedIn. So you are. are you talking about like I just has a cheeseburger type of updates? What? Not exactly. Uh, there, are, I, I'm noticing this. Okay that there are more and more professionals in my network who either like or post something about um, an, an inspiring tale where they 
have gone through adversity growing up or have been not treated nicely growing up. And now uh, who they are as a professional, a powerful, confident, strong person. Yeah. Or some people are posting statements on whatever aisle that you want to be on in that political realm mm-hmm. to get your opinion about the current state of affairs in this country and or world out there in a professional business social media environment. AJ, rad or sad? Thank you for that clarification. Sad. Why? Okay. Well, one, I'm not usually a huge fan of social networking in general, but in this case, um, LinkedIn bills itself as a professional platform. And on top of that, like it's linked integrated uh, in some uh, Office 365 instances as your personal contact card. And so all that information that you may be putting out there in a professional stance is also being gobbled up by your, say, institution or place of employment. Um, So because of the integrations uh, and because of freedom of speech and employers have been known based off of social media to boot people, I find that sad. Um, Yeah, just, just that. Because it's Microsoft. Folks, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know where I've been. No, I know. Anyway, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go rad because it's a wonderful way for people to be able to, uh, for those who don't want to purchase the Megaphone app. Oh, yeah. They can go on blast in another social media venue. It's not like they're already doing this in Facebook. Let's bring it into the business professional environment. Let's just blur all those lines and who you are as a person and how you feel about certain issues. (laughs) It's everywhere you want to (laughs) be. Next. All right. Uh, Rad or sad? Um, The term quantified self, and that is um, using digital medical data, like using an Aura Ring, Garmin, Fitbit to use that biometric data to, you know, Tim Ferriss hack you or just get yourself healthy or whatever. Just First of all, uh, so I'll go rad. Uh, quantified self, uh, that is a, a f- the start of a great password uh, <laughs> just from the amount of characters and, and such Put like that. a couple that. hyphens in there. Sure. If you wanted to be able to have some information about uh, how you are improving, I mean, as much as I dog Apple on this podcast and in general, um, the Apple Watch for some folks have been very helpful in alerting them to when they have really high blood pressure. Yeah. If they're in a sedentary state, that's a really good indicator that, uh, this is being look they're looking out for you or you're getting this uh, awareness information instead of, gosh, you know, I feel funny. Oh wait, my left arm is a little hurting right now. Um, I'm going to go rad because here's a way that you can get modern technology to help you with encouragement Mm-hmm. about how many steps you got uh, and other issues that may occur that you may not be aware of. Wow, I thought you were going to go sad on that one. I'm not like, always a Grinch, they, dude. Wow. I, sometimes it's a good thing. Okay. Anyway, rad or sad, AJ? Um, predominantly rad uh, with a bit of a sad take. The I, I, I agree with everything that you say. Like uh, 100%, you know, as, as I'm double-wristing my, my, my analog watch on one wrist and my Garmin Instinct on the other, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm collecting a bunch of data uh, for myself um, because of health concerns. But the other thing is, is uh, the sad part of me looks at this goes, you know, when you, for instance, 
Um, my Garmin, as we talked about in previous episodes, the data is mine. It's not, it's a, it, it gets collected on Garmin in my own account and it's free because I, I, I have the device. Aura, to whom I've, I've looked at their white papers before, they did some great research during COVID, their newest ring, you have to now be in a paid tier. And that's the part where I think this quantified self is a dangerous realm where if we have to subscribe to everything, including our own data, that's my biometrics, I have a problem. I got two words for you. Hmm. Womp, womp. Yeah. Exactly. So rad mostly, sad at the trend. Okay, so we'll just go rizad on rizad. that one. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Uh, last rad or sad, uh, the Amazon Web Services outage from <sighs> Tuesday, December 7th, the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, by the way. Super sad. Why is that? Well, one... Um, Anyone in tech support will agree. It was a very sad day. The second thing- I have thing, no idea what you're talking about. The second thing is it shows, for me, it shows an, uh, an issue that is growing on the internet, which is our decentralized web in its impetus has become a centralized web. Netflix, Disney, <clears throat> and Structure Canvas is all on AWS. And if AWS has a problem, you have a problem. And in the early impetus of, you know, DARPANET, this was a decentralized web. Um, I'm not going to go too deep, but like if we look at blockchain and we look at the impetus of PermaWeb and Web 3.0, it brings back the notion of having replication and decentralized, more decentralization so that, you know, not to subvert governments or anything like that, but in case stuff breaks, you're not up the creek without a digital paddle. Chris? You know, I'm for this AWS outage, I'm going to go rad. <laughs> what are you drinking? Yeah, I, I'm drinking <laughs> seltzer, baby. Uh, and I'm, I'm of totally right mind. No, the reason why this outage was rad, it relates to what you were speaking to or alluding to earlier about uh, tech support and how tech support was affected in this. Like the non-professional LinkedIn posts, mm. this gave people practice. This outage gave people practice for those who are demanding to be treated with honor, respect, and dignity in life and in the workplace, it gave them practice to be able to sh walk that out in how you contact customer support when something isn't working and you're unable to fix it. Unfortunately, people still need a lot of practice because yeah. there was no, very little, a small percentage, a hair's width of empathetic understanding request for information for why stuff wasn't working. I should know I got paintballed on yeah. Tuesday by my clientele with the exception of a few. And it was not a good day, like you mentioned. But here's the thing. It's rad because this is another instance for people to realize, oh, something isn't working. You can't be splattering your vitriol over someone else. It, especially when you do not want to be splattered with vitriol and whatever you do. Do unto others, y'all. I think I heard that somewhere. So I'm going to say that was a rad occurrence for what happened. And if somebody wanted to learn more about that, they might want to tune into the Canvas Insider podcast episode, which? 58, yo. 58, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, shameless plug for Chris on that one. Yeah, exactly. That's a solo project, you know. But, but this is the mothership. This is the mothership. But the mothership has demanded that we need to go to their favorite planet, the planet of quality assurance. It's a little. It's in orbit around Earth. Curated selections for your benefit by AJ Barsi and Chris Powell. Oh, this benefits the galaxy, yo. Yeah. All right, so I have a must watch and you have to understand folks, 
I actually took the time, Chris. I went up onto my Instagram. I found uh, the 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 person in question that I'm going to bring up uh, in my quality assurance. Went to his post and reposted it on my Instagram. I don't normally do that type of stuff. This is worth it. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called 14 Peaks. Nothing is impossible. Um, it's about it's a documentary about Project Possible uh, by the uh, Nepali mountaineer Nimzdai Persia or Nims Persia. Um, he's a he is a mountain climber extraordinary. He's not even mountain climber extraordinary. If you listen to the Analog Explorer uh, when I was talking to Zulu Alpha Straps, he, episode episode four, I think. There you go. Um, I we mentioned this guy in passing, and this was when he was doing this project. He is of another level. He is he is he's not just a a mere mortal man. He is a mountain goat in a man's body. Um, he led an, an all Nepali uh, team to summit all 14, 14 8,000 meter peaks on the planet. And he did it in seven months. That's a heck of a punch card. Before that, Chris, the previous record to do the same thing took seven years. This guy is, and I mean this in the most affectionate way, Nims, a mutant. Yeah. And it's amazing because I'll save the punchline. He does it. But at the end, him and his team, all Nepalese, there was just a small cadre of people, uh, press, you know, theirs and stuff. Nims pointed out, you know, they're, they're just lapping up saying, this is great. This is great. But if we were Westerners, this would have been an explosion. And that was part of what he wanted to showcase is the diaspora of uh, mountaineering is predominantly by Western folk. Um, and those of minority and minority climbers, they don't get the same fanfare for the same acclaims. Right. And it was an interesting thing because also his Nepalese team, they were his brothers, basically. These, these were, they were not Sherpas, Sherp schlepping his gear. They worked as a team. It's a very different um, methodology of taking the mountains. It's wonderful when people actually work together Yeah, in so many ways. So it's a must watch. Very cool. Uh, 14 Peaks. Chris. So my quality assurance is uh, we are in, an, in, a, in a season right now where everywhere you go all around the world, well, no, maybe not. Anyway, everywhere you go, you're getting Christmas carols. Oh, yeah. And you're getting those Christmas songs. Well, oh, there, there, uh, there's, some new, there's a new take on it, and it's by one of my favorite guitarists ever. His name's Paul Gilbert. Oh. Even though I say never trust a man with two first names, yeah. Paul Gilbert is one of the best guitarists in the world and one of my favorites. Uh, for those of you who were uh, fans of Mr. Big, I'm the one who wants to be with... Yeah, he's the guitarist for that. And before that, he was guitarist for Racer X, one of the best obscure, hard rockinest bands from LA. Anyway, he is a accomplished solo artist and he just released a, uh, an album called Twas. Short twas. for it was. Ah, uh, okay. Twas the it. night before guitar rocking. Yeah, Paul Gilbert Twas has some rocked up versions of some uh, fabulous Christmas songs. Stick that in your playlist as you're dancing around the Christmas tree, uh, having a happy holiday, uh, putting ornaments and things like that on there. So yeah, check it out on your streaming uh, resource of choice, or throw them a couple bucks and buy the darn MP3 album. Yeah. Anyway, I dig it. I. I I'm supposed to say what I normally say, but I think we should probably um, wish everyone a happy holiday season. That's right. And that wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast, Chris. I didn't say it. Yeah, I know. But thank you for listening to us and rating us, reviewing us wherever you like to get this podcast. 
If you're in the Bellingham area, remember, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They are community-powered and streaming all over the darn place at KMRE.org. And on that note, stay warm, everyone. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on this holiday gift guide edition of the Bellingham Podcast.